In Ottawa yesterday, more testimony was offered in the inquiry, and we're now, today is the penultimate day, and it's going to wrap up tomorrow with Justin Trudeau. Uh, but the inquiry into the Declaration of the Emergencies Act continued yesterday, and here with a bit of uh, perspective and analysis is our very own Matt Gurney. Matt Gurney is also an online uh, magazine writer and editor. The online magazine is called The Line. But Matt Gurney, good to have you. Good morning. Good morning. So I guess it comes as a little surprise, as I've noted over the last few days, that most of the cabinet ministers are painting a very dire picture of what they were being told and then backing up the idea that they were completely within their rights to declare the act. Yeah, I mean, I think this government knows it's on the defensive. It's an interesting thing. Like, we've had five weeks of testimony so far. We've had tens of thousands of documents. And what's interesting is that most of the people who have been testifying or giving documents, they all have egos to protect. They all have reputations to protect. But none of them are actually the subject of the inquiry in the way that the federal cabinet is. The purpose of the inquiry is, you know, for everything else that is looked at, it actually only has one simple question to answer. Was the government acting lawfully when it invoked the Emergencies Act? So we're only actually getting now, after five weeks of context and prologue and preamble, to the people who are actually going to be judged by this, I think we know that, you know, Ontario government officials don't look great. We know that the city of Ottawa looks like, well, a catastrophe. Like, we, we've learned that already. Reputations have definitely been damaged. But the worst that's going to happen to provincial or municipal officials is that the judge is going to go, well, you guys were idiots. If you're the federal government and you're found to have violated the Emergencies Act, there's no default consequences. It's not like the judge orders you to your room without any supper here. But that would obviously be a massive scandal for the government if Justice Rouleau rules the act was not warranted. That's why, as you say, the government is, uh, the, the cabinet ministers, they have a lot riding on their testimony. And it could, I guess, be dubbed maybe the broken telephone defense, because I, I think what they're trying to argue is we, this is the information we had. So maybe it wasn't accurate, but it's the information we had. Yeah, no, and I, I think, I mean, well, first of all, I agree with you, and I, I also think that it has a chance of working. Um, the problem that the government is going to run into here is the number of uh, police officers. Inclu I shouldn't laugh at this. I'm already giggling. I'm sorry. I get the giggles sometimes <laughs> in the face of absurdity. Brenda Lucky, the RCMP National Commissioner, a woman who has been under enormous scrutiny lately because she's apparently just terrible at her job. The more we learn about this woman, the worse it looks, mm. but she apparently did not believe, according to her own notes, that the Emergencies Act was necessary. She also was sitting in the cabinet meeting where it was decided to invoke the act and didn't say anything. So, in, in you know, she, when she was cross-examined about this, she granted, well, with hindsight, maybe that would have been significant for me to mention. Yes, Commissioner, with hindsight, it would have been significant for you to mention that. But I think the government will basically say, hey, even if our own top cop isn't telling us it's not necessary, what do you expect from us? What's been more interesting this week, though, is how uh, we had text messages just yesterday between Marco Mendocino and, and David Lametti, the right. public safety minister, and the attorney general, where the two of them were agreeing that the cops had all the powers they needed and they weren't using them. In a weird way, is the federal government's defense for the Emergencies Act going to come down to it shouldn't have been necessary for us to invoke it, but no one did anything until we actually got around and pulled the trigger? I know that's a weird defense. I don't think anyone would have conceived of that as a legal defense, but it also seems to be where things are going. 
Well, and, and one sort of sidebar to all of this, you were mentioning those texts. I, I'm somewhat taken aback now that we know how some politicians communicate with each other, how unguarded they are. Oh, no. I mean, it's it's possible. Like, it's a reminder that these guys are actually human beings and they're capable of speaking like real people instead of the talking point delivery systems they seem to have become convinced we want them to be. Like, the Public Order Emergency Commission has been an absolute gift to accountability and transparency in Canada. We have seen how the sausage is made, which has been horrifying in some instances, but we've also had a lot confirmed about us. Paul Wells, yesterday, the journalist at his own Substack, wrote what what I think is an incredible piece where he has just said, we are seeing laid bare some of the failures, not only of this government, but some of its individuals, because he was going in particular after Bill Blair, an often popular target. He says, as far as Bill Blair is concerned, when you are in deep trouble and he's in a position to help, his first priority is finding a way to publicize how good he is to help you. Thanks a lot for this. Good to have you. (laughs) Take care.